Say Something. It's like a podcast, but it's a vodcast, so you can listen and watch. It's like news talk or sports talk, but it's life talk, so we can walk the road together. On today's show, Dr. Shannon Crawford, intuitive clinical psychologist and conference speaker, Carpal chats with us about something in life that's inevitable, change. I'm fine and I'm cool as a cucumber as long as everything's going the way it's supposed to. We invest our identity in a lot of our roles and so when those change, we get stressed, we get overwhelmed, and we don't know who we are. And then there's all kinds of shame and anxiety that can get provoked that way as well as um, now I have to develop new ways of doing life. Thanks for joining the conversation. Here we go. Welcome to Say Something today. We have our friend Shannon that is going to help us talk about a topic that inevitably is entering your life. As a mom of five, I think I have it all the time because it just is constant. And I know Brenda and I both have kids going to college this at the end of the summer. Aww. I've had one already go and, and it'll just continue in the domino effect in my house. But our topic of the day is change. change. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what they, it, there's a, you know, yes. just one thing in life that's inevitable is change. So, we have an expert to help us walk that road. Dr. Shannon Crawford is a clinical psychologist and popular conference speaker. She has honed unique strategies to identify and change root issues that have hindered individuals from achieving their goals. Shannon's desire is to help people experience wholeness, purpose, and the knowledge of their great value. Find Shannon at drshannoncrawford.com. We're so glad you're here. Thank you. Braving our car. I appreciate it. Well, it was a conversation we could have over lunch, and it's like, let's just have it in the car and share it with everybody. Yeah. Perfect. So so why are we so resistant to change? You know, we always say, embrace change. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we get there, and we, we're like a deer in the headlights. Right. Why is that? Right. I think a lot of us have control issues more than we realize. Mm. Um, so they would say that we have an illusion of control and we don't want to let go of the veneer that I'm fine and I'm cool as a cucumber as long as everything's going the way it's supposed to. We invest our identity in a lot of our roles and so when those change, we get stressed, we get overwhelmed, and we don't know who we are. And then there's all kinds of shame and anxiety that can get provoked that way as well as um, now I have to develop new ways of doing life. So the implicit and explicit memory are different parts of the brain. You don't have to know that. Uh, But the explicit is everything you can consciously identify, everything that you can say that you know, like who your name, your family, your address, all the stuff consciously, um, what you believe. But then implicit, when we're really, really young, we have automatic memory and we default back to that. And so when we're super young, everything... so interesting. Yeah. I had recently uh, a, a child that was entering... Now, it wasn't like a huge change. It was something that she was going to go do for a week. Sure. And all of a sudden, she started to get incredibly stressed. Mm-hmm. And as we yeah. started to talk about it, I began to realize that it actually went back to a camp experience that she had that she had never talked to me about. Exactly. And it was like these memories were informing her mm-hmm. on something. And the power they had mm-hmm. was staggering. And so that's implicit or yeah. explicit? That's Those implicit. are implicit. Mm-hmm. That's your unconscious automatic. So your implicit memory does everything for you automatically so regulates heart rate and blood pressure and um, cortisol levels GABA cortisol is your stress hormone that helps you survive and function GABA is the inhibiting so that was the one that turns it off turns off stress so your body anticipates so there's thousands of things going on they would say over 4 billion processes going on every single second inside of you Wow! so that we can only think about the top few but during transition and change all of a sudden all of that stuff kind of gets hijacked because now the blood pressure and the cortisol and everything Everything is now responding to this change and so we have less access to the conscious mind and so wow. even though I know it's not a big deal 
even though it's just camp, even though... Well, she, it was so interesting getting to that mm -hmm. because I don't think she knew that it mm -hmm. was that. Right. It was so powerful. It was yeah. very surprising. Yeah. So we are built to survive. And so when cortisol, stress hormones, all that stuff activates, then it's just reminding you of the last time you were in a similar situation wow. and it helps you anticipate survival. Wow. That's and then it hijacks so the brain so the unconscious mind or the survival brain is helping you survive, which puts way too much cortisol. And then it keeps all the energy away from prefrontal, which is the smart part of the brain. And so that's so. why we have illogical thoughts that don't make sense, but yet make sense to us when we're in the crazy brain. And that's why they say don't make major decisions six months after a big transition because you're literally being hijacked by where the brain is from. Interesting. Fascinating. Yeah. So what do we do? Yeah, I know. Are you ready phase? to go with the how yeah. do you how do you walk? Like how how can you thrive and be healthy mm -hmm. in that environment knowing full well that's at play? Yeah. Um I mean, it's hard because it is a struggle that's even from within. And so, especially even people with a strong faith, then it's like their faith will even be rocked during that time or what that's they know consciously. So true. There's something called God concept. That's everything we can consciously access and say, like, theologically, this is what I know to be true about God. But your God image is your unconscious projection based on your past relationships with other humans. Okay. And so there's this relationship grid that when we're really little, we learn how to do relationship. Just like mm -hmm. how you learn to crawl. You never have to think about that. You don't have to review that again. You don't have right, to think right. about walking and talking. All of those things are now implicit memory, the automatic stuff you don't think about. Okay. We have a relationship system just like that. I love that. And so at an unconscious so level, you're primed on how to do relationships based on those earliest relationships wow. that we had. And so when we're in a time of transition stress, remember the system kind of goes offline and it has glitchy responses and you'll right. start responding based on the past yeah. and filtering relationships based on that, even God or husbands or kids or camp, you know? Wow. Okay. So this may be way off base. I may be a squirrel going way uh -huh. you know, out of the direction, but I thought about this this morning as I was praying mm -hmm. and my father passed away when I was seven. Mm -hmm. And so you know, we talk about God the Father, mm -hmm. right. and I don't have that relationship That's experience so to go to. Mm -hmm. And so my knee-jerk reaction is to just fix it mm -hmm. myself, mm -hmm. you know, because I don't, I don't even know what that begins to look like. Is Does that fall anywhere in this? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what I would have you do if we were working together is I come out of agreement with the belief and projection that Father God is like my earthly dad who's not there for me and I have to be self-dependent. I come into agreement with the Can truth that um, Father God is emotionally available and present. And then if you can create uh, like a infrastructure that you already have access to, so like a teddy bear or Aslan or somebody that's already nurturing or loving, because a lot of people have abusive fathers or unemotional, you know, unavailable. So you create kind of like an anchor to then attach father god is more like you know nurturing and cuddling and loving mm -hmm. and available and then you start creating that bridge within your unconscious to associate him with those feelings and then you're it'll come back online so when a major event happens in my life that brings about change mm -hmm. my knee-jerk reaction is let me fix it all you mm -hmm. know and, and yeah. to go to this self mm -hmm. protect mode yeah interesting mm -hmm. but that's not necessarily the healthiest way because we can mm -hmm. find so much more support in community yeah. right 
And it's can giving you, you in your soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, can you talk a little bit about how we walk alongside each other and even steps that we can take? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I know I haven't answered your first question of what do we do? <laughs> so much. And no. welcome and what to our <laughs> life. It's like, what? That, I mean, question, question, question. Um, I love that you could go back to that and actually think that yes. the question. Because um, I feel like I have to give context to why the things are yes. in order to answer. Um, so in order to process through transition and trauma and adjustments and camp and all the things that we go through in life, I think a big part of that is pulling back and understanding what we're going through. Okay. If I understand yeah. it, I'm more agreeable. Just Which like, is true. As yeah. soon as we started to put, to go, oh my gosh, mm -hmm. this is where this is coming from. Exactly. And be able to say the words. And we talked about it. I was like, you're letting that memory have yeah. too much ground yeah. Yeah. because it's not real. Like it's a real memory, Absolutely. but mm -hmm. it isn't informing who you are today. Mm -hmm. That was a long time ago. And then even we talked about how her, you know, meeting something that she didn't think she could do yeah. um, actually would help her get through that memory mm -hmm. and reframe mm -hmm. even the memory. Absolutely. And, and it was interesting when she came home, a lot of that was the case. Mm-hmm. That's and good. I would say because she didn't process it the first time, it's kept the emotion trapped inside. Yes, for sure. Yeah, right? So we have, um, every thought has a neurochemical and it's electric and chemical. And so it stays stored in the body and as emotion until you actually release it. Really? Wow. Yeah. You have literally really? trapped emotion inside your physical body. So we've got to release. Mm -hmm. We need to release more. All right. Okay. So once <laughs> you do like address it, does it let it go? Uh, most people think if they label the emotion, like I'm scared, I'm frustrated, I'm sad, that that's processing emotion. That's labeling emotion. Okay. I'm talking about actual catharsis. And there's a difference because I talk about emotion a lot. On one hand, you can sit in your room and cry and feel sorry for yourself. That's not what I'm talking about. Okay. I call that alone crying. Then there's the kind of crying where in community, in relationship, back to your prior point, yeah. that when we can cry together in relationship, then when there's nurturance and through mirror neurons, when I see you give me compassion as I feel sad or angry or you validate my feelings, that when that happens, there's something magical that happens inside the brain because then now I can give me compassion. Really? Ah. Yeah. Mirror neurons are pretty okay, big in our attachment stuff. Unbelievable. Yeah. Isn't that neat? I, mm -hmm. I always will tell my kids, and I, I remember somebody telling me, if you were supposed to be on this planet alone, the Lord would have made you on this planet alone, mm -hmm. and you weren't supposed to. And so how neat to watch that play off yeah. even uh, the beauty of walking alongside together. Yeah. Wow. And we know that when stress is released in the body, that oxytocin yeah. is the thing that turns it off. They call it the cuddle hormone because it's only released in some kind of relationship repair. It's interesting because like we, we want oh, to do wow. just the really? opposite. Mm -hmm. We want to isolate. Mm -hmm. and, and that is keeping us from really experiencing yeah. this... Yeah. Um, release, mm -hmm. that emotional release, mm -hmm. so that we can accept these different things in our life. Because some yeah. people uh, interface with change and, and they are not intimidated by it. Mm -hmm. They embrace it. Mm -hmm. um, Which and is past classical conditioning. If you had a good experience in the past, then I'm anticipating good. I'm more li likely to release good chemicals and be excited about yeah. it because it represented something good in the past. If it represented something bad by association, okay. I'll release bad things. Okay, wow. so how do we change from this point on? What do we do? 
I think, um, again, knowing what you're going through helps. Mm -hmm. And then if you have relationship with healthy people, the Lord has used just divine encounters with people that I didn't even know I was dealing with something. So for example, in my own life, um, I went through a rough patch and it was like, I just couldn't be joyful and I was fine. I was like just mustering through, but I wasn't alive. And then I had a friend who came over and she's like, we need to talk about such and such. And I'm like, no, we don't. (laughs) And I felt all my walls (laughs) and I didn't want to talk about it. And I felt myself shutting down and she just remained loving. And she just kept playing with my hair, Mm -hmm. touching me. I'm just waiting until you're ready. And I'm like, "Ah!" everything inside of me, even though I preach this stuff, I'm like, it's hard to do, right? When you're actually in that moment. So finally, I started to release the emotion and snot, you know, ugly all over. (laughs) Uh, She's a good friend. Um, And so when that finally left my body, I literally felt like this fog that had been over my heart started to release. And it was like there was clarity. So what I talked about, the hijacking, this is why I keep looking back here. Mm -hmm. This is the back of the brain. Um, That's your limbic system. That's the emotion brain it's part of your survival mechanisms well this is the higher organizing functioning smart brain so those are always in competition with each other and so it was like I literally felt the switch and I was clear and I was bright and I was like me again and so with that process I was like oh my gosh like I literally feel the difference and then I just sat and started journaling and so you have two systems I love that yeah you have to work on this level conscious that's the processing that's the journaling and then you have to release this emotional part And so you have to do it in combination. Some people just try to cry, but they don't process. Some people just process because that feels control and they don't like expressing emotion, which you have to do both. And so if you do both, then now you're getting both systems back on alignment. And now I'm synced up inside instead of, man, it feels like this, but I know it's not true. Yeah. Yeah, And you can't wrestle through because you literally have two systems. And so they have to work together and you have to resolve whatever conflict inside. And that's every human. Every human. Okay, because I know some would say, well, I'm not touchy-feely. Uh-huh. Or, and, and is that just, again, something that's been programmed mm-hmm. that you're not touchy-feely? Yeah. For all, probably mm-hmm. for all kinds of reasons. Oh, sure. I mean, as a psychologist, I could think of it. I bet you But, I mean, literally, we're tabula rasa. We're pretty neutral at birth. We have temperament and cool stuff inside. I, I believe that's our core personality, which is our spirit man. But then your soul is actually pretty neutral. It's who you're around really Interesting. does. Interesting. I, yeah, I love it. Okay, so practically speaking, we are in summer, yep. and, and there is big change that is always around the corner, mm-hmm. especially, well, across the board. You have new grades starting, possibly new schools starting. Mm-hmm. You People move during the summer. Bodies uh, yeah. have changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. really and truly. Yeah. We have a very close friend who's had a, an enormous change in mm-hmm. that, um, you know, her husband passed away, mm-hmm. and and I could go down and like click through the list of, of relationship change that has occurred that's significant. And so, okay, as we face those things and then help the people we love that mm-hmm. we walk alongside, how, what are just some practical things that we can do? So are you saying as the helper or as the person in change or both? I would, I mean, if you can give a little bit of both, yeah. let's go, which do you want to start with the helper or the person experiencing the change? Maybe the person experiencing. Okay. Let's go with that. Um, we do know that when you have trapped emotions inside the body, that it does throw off the electrical system of the body. We okay. don't realize how much we are actually electrical, which is that really is fascinating. That is so true. Yeah. And so emotions are electrical. And so those have to get released. One emotions of the, are electrical? Electrical and chemical. Wow. Yeah. 
This is so fascinating. <laughs> I know it. I love it. Um, so anyway, it's really important. There's a big shift toward grounding or earthing is what they call it. So anytime you can get out in nature, get vitamin D, get sunlight, but also when you connect with the earth's surface mm -hmm. and like you're barefoot and you don't have so shoes true. on, yeah. you're actually yes. re energizing really? your electrical yes. system. I'm going outside today. So, yeah. um, grass, sand, mm. soil, anything that's of the earth, the earth has a negative polarity. And so it helps rejuvenate you. Really? Isn't that fascinating? The how electrical God made it? part. Yeah. yeah. That's fascinating. I love it. That's probably why, that's I'm why we all beach. need mm -hmm. to live by the beach. Yes. That's what I to say. <laughs> and yes. even yes. the salt water. That yeah. is yeah. actually very helpful to very you medicinal. too. Um, and then I would say prune back as much as possible. I mean, life is, we don't always get to take a vacation when life is hard or there's a transition or we look in the mirror and we don't look the same that we used to. But as much as we can try to pull back and prune back, um, even for this, I had to pull back because I had a wedding that I was a bridesmaid or maid of honor. And so it was just like, I just cannot function at this level. And so that's hard because I'm excited about things, but then to pull back and to right. get more Jesus time for me is mm -hmm. called Jesus time. Um, and so that time I use journaling, I go for walks, I'm in nature, I turn off all electronics mm -hmm. so that my body can rejuvenate. Get lots of when sleep. you turn off your electronics, you do it for a period, like you go, okay, for the next mm -hmm. two days or something like that, just so that you can regroup before the change comes. Um, I it just depends it on depends. the situation. Okay. Yeah, you know, okay. and it's interesting because I just saw a piece on sixty minutes or something or another that says mm -hmm. this that phone that we carry around mm -hmm. actually it we release small levels of cortisol mm -hmm. because there's this reward mechanism yep. that goes along with it. So yep. that probably has a lot to do with us yeah. trapping mm -hmm. emotions. Mm -hmm. Or throwing off the system. Throwing out, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Throwing off our system. So yeah. yeah, I think it's good to yeah. Okay, so detach go it. outside. Like really, mm -hmm. just go outside. Lighten. Just simplify your calendar. Yes. Just call it what it is yes. and simplify. Yeah. And um, what else? Um, plenty of water that doesn't have chlorine or fluoride. Most of our tap water has both, and that's bad for your organs. And so it's good for your teeth, not good for your organs. So try to get water that's not from a plastic bottle because that has BPA. So anything that you can do, in other words, to take care of your body. Exercise is good as long as it's not too strenuous, right? right? Especially when your body's already experiencing a lot of cortisol because mm -hmm. it's having to compensate for the stuff that it normally does on autopilot. Mm -hmm. You're now having to like, okay, breathe. Like practice okay. deep breathing right now because normally we are fine, but during stress we do shallow breaths and that leaves too much carbon dioxide in the lungs. And so then we don't get oxygenated blood, and that's another reason we don't make good decisions while we're stressed or okay. going through change. Okay. Interesting All right. So stuff. for the friend, the person walking with wait, someone. But before oh, we wait, do that, more. are there any? More. I know. Yeah. I want to yeah. hear. Are there any more like that are that people can do? Um, I would say that at least one person that you can confide in and walk okay, with. So that yeah. walk it out. Yeah. Hear at least fess up. Yeah. Maybe yeah. so you even hear it. I know that's mm -hmm. helpful to be able to hear it. And that's where I love your journaling too, mm -hmm. because you're using so many senses. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm hearing it, I'm speaking it. Mm -hmm. I see it mm -hmm. through my friend mm -hmm. having compassion or, yeah. Yeah. or just even setting me straight. Like, <laughs> you, you know, I do sure. think that's helpful. Like yeah. you're afraid of something that's not even real. Mm -hmm. um, so then yeah. we go back to the friend. So it's oh, for the yep, friend right. to have that, the courage and the love mm -hmm. to speak truth. Man, you've got a good friend but that did that for you. Now, okay, so how do we walk? So the last that? thing I would say for both the beer and the giver 
um, is that we have to get the emotion out. So most people are afraid of emotion. And so even if a caretaker, I just kind of want to suppress that and be like, no, it's fine. It's okay. Jesus has got it. It's going to be okay. And when we do that, we're telling that person that's not valid. Don't, Don't express that. Yeah. Just because somebody feels it doesn't mean they believe it. Again, that's your implicit memory. That's okay. that old stuff just needing to come out. And it could be throughout your whole lifespan. What's fascinating is even from the womb, the yes, baby is feeling the emotions of that. the mom. Yeah, um, the it stress. goes through the placenta wow. and everything. So the baby literally feels emotion and gets trapped inside the baby's body. Crazy. Okay. I so this is a total, not tangent. a complete, sort of, but not really because, you yeah. know, birth order is so real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that element of your first baby, you are mm -hmm. so nervous. And, mm -hmm. and even being that child that is the, you know, the first mm -hmm. child or the middle child or whatever it is, um, mm -hmm. I, that's, mm -hmm. and, you know, it is interesting to think yeah. that that would come from just even the very beginning yeah and it's okay and it's yes okay. yeah it really is yes so expressing the emotion and I think as a friend helping that person do so because for instance my friend that walked with me through that I said a bunch of crazy stuff that the rational adult me would never actually do but that felt very like rational when I'm saying it and she didn't freak out she didn't shut me down she didn't say now now that's not truth she just held me and loved me through it and she trusted mm. the process trust the process mm -hmm. which also means patience I think yeah. and <laughs> being slow yeah. to speak quick to listen yes you know so yeah. just um, so when do we know that it's time to mm -hmm. maybe turn the corner with it yeah I think it's intuitive for me that when emotion is coming out I cherish that mm -hmm. and I'm like by proxy, I'll stand in the gap and be the people that have hurt somebody. So for instance, if it's a mom or a dad or a brother, then I'll stand in the gap and say, I repent to you on behalf of what that person has done. Oh, and I want to repair and honor and validate that that damage has never been made right. And on behalf of them, I want to name it and I want to care that that pain has happened to you. And so in that moment when they finally get repair, so what happens is most times our stress and our changes are because something within us is getting stirred up. And a lot of our problems are with relationships. And so if somebody's never come back and repaired that, then that's an existing wound. Right. And we just keep placating, placating, but it actually has to be repaired. So they call it breach when a relationship goes awry. Mm -hmm. And then if yeah. it can be repaired. And so then that's where as a friend or as a therapist, then I get to stand in the gap and repent to them. Another key of catharsis of actually getting the emotions out is saying it to the person as if you're actually talking to them. Even if they're dead, even if it's a long mm -hmm. time ago, even if you have a fine relationship with them today, it is yeah. important to go back and get those sentences out because there's actual sentences, right? Neurochemicals that are like midstream and then they never got to be expressed. Wow. And if you talk about somebody, it leads to powerlessness. If you talk to somebody, it releases that feeling of like, I'm finally getting to say it, even if it's by proxy. Okay. And so on the back end of that is the release mm -hmm. and and the removal of that negative emotion yeah. that traps us from the next wonderful thing in our life. Exactly. Exactly. And can tether us. Fear is a mm -hmm. big uh, I'm glad you brought that one up. Back. Fear, yeah. I think, is mm -hmm. one of the biggest elements that surrounds change. Oh, gosh. Absolutely. And so can you address that just for a minute? Mm -hmm. Just the Absolutely. fear and its role? Yeah. Um, I think of fear as normal. 
And so I don't get mad at myself. A lot of times I hear people being like, well, I shouldn't feel this way and they get frustrated. Mm -hmm. And so it's like it's pulling them apart because they still are feeling it and then they're just judging and mad at themselves. So I think of feared and scared as different emotions. Fear oh, okay. is kind of like the crippling and then scared is the like kid inside that just needs to be comforted and reassured. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I just use a very nurturing voice and like, hey, it's okay to be scared. This is okay. We're going to be fine. And it's kind of called reparenting where you're doing for the inside you, the implicit you, that never got the nurturance or the reassurance, it's okay, you're fine, that you can start doing that for yourself or for your loved ones to help them start to process. Most of the time we feel fear and it's kind of like putting your hand on a hot stove. I never right. want to feel that again. Yeah. Okay. And so we almost create a phobic response to our emotions, especially okay. to fear. So if instead we can go, hey, I feel the fear and it's okay, it's okay that I'm scared. <sighs> And then you recondition the body to not respond as strongly, as much as like I'm falling off a ledge. But it's just fear, it's just an emotion, it's okay. And you can recondition the body. You said we begin to recondition the body. Is mm -hmm. that a long process? Or what or do we do things that make that process longer can we shorten it at all by our response to things the more that we avoid things it's kind of like people who say they have no fear and they're like I also just don't fly I don't drive I don't <laughs> go in social situations I don't have any fear yeah um, so the more you avoid something then you will actually have more of a fear ever trying to go to that thing right but the more you just confront things a little at a time and then do positive reinforcement so that you start to pair positive feelings with this scary thing the more you do that the more the body goes oh it's safe and it will anticipate the need to throw out less cortisol on you and this is a lifelong journey oh gosh yeah you know and yeah. so every day we're just working at whatever it is in front of us mm -hmm. and not being afraid to address it yeah well I think that and, and I don't know if this is actually true because I haven't gone and counted but you know that the that 365 times in scripture are the words mm -hmm. do not be afraid mm -hmm. and so it's definitely something we deal with and then going to that faith aspect of going mm -hmm. you know the Lord so yeah. often brings on the other side of that don't be afraid for I am with you wherever you go and there goes that safety mechanism I'm yeah. there and yeah. um, right and so as a friend to be able to walk alongside and reframe mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. bring into into the mm -hmm. um, into the scene just some reality mm -hmm. you know yeah. is helpful and and then to be able to listen yeah. um, and maybe that's where when you said the words a safe person mm -hmm. um, is so important absolutely. absolutely so so for the person who is in the midst of upheaval right now person who is so buried in all these different situations yeah. just give me one thing what, what, what can I hold on to today mm -hmm. that I can link to tomorrow mm -hmm. and my next tomorrow mm -hmm. One of my strengths is connectedness, so everything's connected. Mm, right. So to say one thing, um, I think journaling is the number mm -hmm. one thing for me to help me process. It takes the spaghetti inside and it puts it on paper. And once it's on paper, then I can process it and I can deal with it. But as long as it's swirling inside yeah, and I don't yeah. know what I'm feeling, yeah. so true. that's hard. You know, and then you have all this like anxiety about why well, I don't know what I'm feeling and why is this here and mm -hmm. trying to understand it and control. And so if I can just sit down, turn everything else off and just be present and they call it mindfulness. Mm -hmm. If you're just mindful with what's mm -hmm. happening, allow it to happen. And then if I can put a frame on it, that this is a perseverance through a valley, but it will lead to a green pasture. And so for me in transition, I always am thinking of perseverance and I'm investing this current season sucks. It's hard. I don't like it. 
but I can be honest and authentic as I go through it in relationship with the Lord and with humans. And for sometimes I don't have humans there. So I just use my imagination and I picture Jesus hugging me or Father God or whatever. And that's where you have to break projections for people who maybe don't have a good relationship. And don't be afraid of silence. I'm, mm -hmm. I went through a season where I turned off the radio, turned off mm -hmm. the TV. Because mm -hmm. yeah, I, because that's informing me yeah. a lot of times yeah. and, and probably informing yeah. the negative mm -hmm. where I really need the positive to be. Right. Nurture. And then there would be turning off like maybe whatever your false comforters are. So if it's TV or it's food or it's relationships mm -hmm. or it's things that we go to to self-medicate, not that any of them are bad of themselves, but if it's keeping you from actually confronting and just dealing and just getting it over with. There's stuff I dread that I'm like, I don't want to deal with that. And then I do it and it's like 15 minutes. It's not even Isn't hard. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. It tends to be such not a big deal. Yeah. I love that you brought up mindfulness because mm -hmm. mindfulness is at play always. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just what is your mind on? Yeah. So um, this, mm -hmm. uh, we have to finish, which is hard for me to believe because yeah. that was so fun and great. And so we hope that you'll come back. Yes. And, uh, well, and maybe, I feel like this topic we could talk about forever. And I think part of it is, is because change is a part of every single body. It, it, every day you mm -hmm. have change. We Absolutely. had change today. Yeah. Just having to switch our venue because someone was sick at my house. So change is always a part. And so it's inevitable, but mm -hmm. it certainly isn't the driver. And so, thank you for yeah. helping us reframe so that. Um, any any like final word that you'd like to have? As you invest in change now, you're investing in your future. So as you do it diligently and faithfully now, you will thank yourself in your future because you're not tethered to the past. You're clearing out the trash mm. can regularly so that you can really stand on the height where God's calling you to be so that you're not continuing to be pulled back. That is a good word. There's your charge. There's your charge. All right. All right. Well. All right. So today, either say something to yourself or to the person riding alongside you that is encouraging. And thank you for joining us.